Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Tara Burnett Mindset Podcast, where we chat all things manifestation, mindset, dream body, and just creating your dream life. Hello, hello, you guys. I'm so excited to dive into this episode with Lauren, and I wanted to tell you guys really quick about the Magic Mind productivity shot that I've been taking because it has truly been such a game changer for me, and I really noticed the difference when I ran out the other day. Um, I could tell such a drastic difference in my mood and my ability to get into flow state and just to feel energized throughout the entire day, and it's a mix of adaptogens and matcha, and the cool part about this that I just learned is that it extends the benefits of the caffeine that you take in the morning. So I'm getting into that flow state and I'm feeling it much longer. And usually I need some sort of second boost later in the day. But when I take the Magic Mind in the morning, I honestly feel so good all day. And here's the clincher because I am parenting a almost two-year-old and I can really notice like he's getting um, a little more frustrated all of the time, which is which is totally okay. But I am feeling so much more calm and relaxed throughout the day when I'm taking the Magic Mind in the morning. And obviously, I'm obsessed with being as productive as I can in the limited amount of time that I have to work each day. And getting into a good flow is so important to me. And I really have tried everything. And I just love this product. And they have a promo going on for January where you can can get one month free when you subscribe for three months. And it's honestly so worth it. I would love to hear your experience with it if you give it a shot, pun intended. Um, You can also get an additional 20% off if you use my code brunette20. But if you're looking for a boost in your productivity and flow state and feeling more energized and just on top of things throughout the day, definitely go give it a try. I would love to hear if you love it as much as me. It has been such an amazing product and I am just like pumped to be able to share it with you. So let's get into the episode. Welcome everyone back to the podcast today. I have an extremely special, highly renowned, world-class artist, <laughs> Lauren Saunders, from wow. Love on the podcast. <laughs> and I'm so excited to dive in because obviously you guys know Lauren and we have my magic together and we have all the things. And Lauren has recently just like completely changed her life and her career. And it's like the coolest thing ever. So we're going to dive in and talk about that. Yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so tell take us back to where you where it all started to change and like what happened from there. Yeah, well, I'll try to give like the nutshell version of it cuz like Tara has got like the 2-year version of it basically <laughs> yeah. like every single day and she's the best friend ever. Um <laughs> I literally don't know like how I would have survived without you, but Um, yeah, well, so basically the, the short version of it is, is that I, as most people know me, I had a coaching business and I still do like coaching. And I mean, I had clients up until honestly a few months ago. Um, so there was like crossover between one business into the next, but my business had grown so much in 2020 that in 2021, I was like, I am going to like really scale this. Like I'm going to a million dollars. It's time to, you know, do hundred K months. And I really aligned my actions with that commitment in terms of like the financial investments that I made, the coaches that I hired, we started doing like Facebook ads, um, And I really like stepped up into that possibility. I told my whole audience like, okay, we're going to, we're scaling, we're going kind of thing. But what was kind of happening on the back end was like, I was starting to really struggle in the second year of the pandemic, living alone. I was in Toronto. It's like one of the most lockdown cities in the world at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, I was just starting to like really miss my own spark and like that, like 
I mean, Sarah and I were watching a few weeks ago stories of us from 2020 and it was like I was just so like lively and it was so fun and like I I completely lost that and I had a like just a single launch basically I'd like stretched my business to the point where like it was an expensive business to run because of the help that I was paying for and yeah. so we had like a single launch that like a whole bunch of crazy shit happened and it just threw me into this like basically the launch didn't go to plan at all like i didn't make nearly as much as was projected and what i'd like really you know thought i'd align myself with um and it just threw me into this like fear because now i was like extended to a point where there had to be a lot of money coming in and the first month where that didn't happen i mean i looking back i would do things very differently in terms of just the emotional downward spiral i went on at the time but mm -hmm. I just really started to go into like a struggle and scarcity mindset. And I spent after that, like, uh, uh, like a year and a half, basically really trying to rebuild and get the business back to what I had originally, um, you know, had it as in terms of just this like thriving coaching business. But at the same time, I really felt very different. Like I, the mm -hmm. pandemic really like brought out my, like, introverted side and not in a bad way but i just i was no longer resonating with like wanting to show up on social media in the way that i once had i i honestly felt like there was certain i mean we all have some kind of trauma from the pandemic and yeah. mine was just very like i just didn't feel that excited about anything anymore and that took me quite a long time to find again and so i was like trying to push for something that I had once had all the while, like on a deeper level, knowing that it wasn't really what I wanted and what, what it wasn't really like what I could see myself in long-term anymore, but I didn't see any other way forward. And there was like this desperate scarcity energy around money for like a really, really long time. And man, if you want to develop yourself, <laughs> go a couple <laughs> of years without enough money and like, yeah. Oh man, like I, I'm actually like, I'm very, very grateful because of like who I've become and what I've had to let go of and how like easy it is for me now to regulate my nervous system. But yeah, I mean, ego Lauren two years ago, didn't know how much learning there was that was needed. And like, <laughs> and I, I am grateful to the universe. Very, very grateful. Um, but I think there was, yeah, I don't know. I, I, there was just a lot of like pushing up against it, struggling against it, being like, no, 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 it can't go this way. And where I'm at now, and I'm sure we'll get into it, is a place where it's like, thank God. Like, thank God I didn't scale that business to a million dollars. Thank God the universe knew more, uh, knew better than I did in terms of what I wanted long term and what this could actually look like. Um, because now I have this business that like just fulfills me in so many ways. It's so sustainable. It like allows me to be all versions of myself at any time. And yeah, it's just, I mean, yeah, I'm sure we'll get into it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I definitely want to like, yeah, let's like, um, I want to go deeper into everything you just said, and then we'll get into the, mm -hmm. the, like, um, the comeback story. <laughs> the, and I think it's so interesting because obviously I'm kind of watching this from the outside, at, well, the outside and inside of like, oh my God, like, and I mean, it makes me so emotional as well, looking back, because I think all of us can really resonate with that story from, from 2020 of just losing our spark and like yeah. not feeling as excited about things. And like, obviously the whole world changed and like it, it, I think all of us changed and all of us do have some stuff from that mm -hmm. period. Um, but I want to talk about the, like 
the resistance of like, because I think this is so <laughs> important when you're like, like deep down, Lauren knew, like, I think deep, deep down, like, oh, I don't know if this is for me forever, but like, it's all, you know, so of course you want to cling to it and cling to the past successes and all of those and like cling to the past version of you, which I feel like I have really struggled with since becoming a mom of like, oh, I want to be that person I was before, before I was a mom. And like, why am I trying to go back to this past mm-hmm. version of me when I could be someone so much better? And I feel like when you released that like that needing to like build things back then a new way opened up for you and it's like I I think like the power of surrender yeah and like being able to flow with what comes it it, like what, what would you say about that yeah well I mean I got to a point where I was just so exhausted from trying to build back and like I my business never stopped making money but Mm -hmm. I had at that point, like built a pretty, like I still drive my Mercedes around that I got in 2020 when I was making like 30 grand a year and like, you know, I, 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 sorry, a month. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and you know, like there was continuously things that I had to keep paying for that I had put in terms of structures and lifestyle choices in place when my business was doing really, really well. And so it's not that I like, you know, bottomed out and stopped making money. It's that I stopped making enough money for what I had built for myself. Um, And, you know, in terms of what you're saying about like trying to build back, like uh, when I look back at it, objectively, all that happened was I set an intention for you know, to really like grow into my full potential. And at the time I made that about money, but it was about a lot more than that. And it still is in terms of just like seeing what I'm capable of. The universe responded to that with being like, yeah, you can have all of that, but there's a better path for you. One that's going to be so much more fulfilling, more aligned, more easy, sustainable, all these things that we know you want. So let us help you read, let us help to redirect you to that. And I was like, no, (laughs) I don't trust any (laughs) of this. Like all that actually happened was I got a response to what I was asking for, but because it didn't look exactly the way I thought it was supposed to, I freaked out, right? Like this whole thing would have been a lot less painful had I been more curious about the redirection and the failed yes. launches and the weird things that happened and been like, huh, I, cause I know that I was aligned. Like I was really taking empowered action. I really believed in the goals that I was setting for myself, but it, it that's all it was, was that like, it didn't look the way I thought that it should. And I had like entrained myself for such a long time to be like, this is it. This is the path. This is the business. Um, that I just didn't trust. And I think I, I had a lot of like worryception going on. Like I've really trained myself away from like worrying about my every thought, fixating on my emotions. I do a lot more of like what Tara's, you're just starting to talk about it in your own messaging, which I love, which is like, I float a lot more above my thoughts rather than being like, oh my God, I'm scared about money today and I'm going to manifest the worst. Instead, it's like, huh, there's thoughts today about whatever. It doesn't really matter. Like, so I think, that was also part of the struggle was that I was almost too far into like the manifestation world. And I was afraid of my own power when it came to my fears. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It, and I just love this so much because it's such a powerful like reminder to people. Like when you ask for something huge and um, you have to trust the mm-hmm. unfolding of it. And if you don't trust and you fight and kick the whole lot harder um yeah and like the universe has such bigger plans for us like 
Oh my god, the the transformation I've seen Lauren go through in like the past year since she picked up a Mandela tool is like the most craziest thing of it was everything you've ever wanted. And now her Mandela business is like completely taking off. And like, I knew this from day one. Yeah, like, you did. This is your million dollar business. Like it was never it, it maybe you could have forced your way like and I just want people to like really hear this like, if you feel like you're really forcing and pushing and it's heavy and hard, it's not supposed to feel like that. And, <laughs> and trust that like, that's not the way. And there's such a better way. And like, I've learned that with dream body and I've learned that with like so many things and relationships and all those things. Like it's meant to be one works fucking hard, but it's like for you, it's like flow state. Like talk, can we talk about that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, in terms of the actual painting, so like for some context, um, I have an art background. Like I've been an artist for my whole life and um, I was actually an art teacher. Like that's what I went to school for and what I did when I came out of university. Um, and then that turned into like my first business of doing lash extension. So it's like, I was actually just saying to my boyfriend, like everything except for what I did as a coach was in my whole life was art focused. Like I went to all of the, I did all of the art um, courses in high school that I could possibly do. I took like summer courses. I did schooling for it. I like, it was, everything was always about my artistic skill because that was the thing that felt just the most like God given to me, the most easy, the most channeled, but I didn't, I couldn't see like a, um, a career through it that felt good and like easy for me because, I mean, the art scene has changed tremendously, even just in the last five years in terms of how artists can scale. But for a long time, it was like, you make a painting, if you're lucky, you sell it for a couple grand, but it probably takes you a month to make, you know, like, mm -hmm. so I wasn't really interested in that. But um, yeah, I mean, in terms of like, where I'm at now, I mean, I, I really over the last year have worked so hard, like I've built an entire business, I've gone from like, an account of zero to like, we're about to hit 40,000. Um, on Instagram, I last month did over five figures just in like art course sales. Like I have a whole bunch of, um, courses that, that teach my, my like Mandela processes. I have a few now and they're doing really, really well. I've just launched a, a fine art print shop. So like there's actually been a tremendous amount of work, but in terms of the actual, I mean, all of it has been this like offering the art itself the work it's all this like allow it to channel through me if I'm putting too much of Lauren in it I need to take a step back like mm -hmm. if I'm getting too controlling about things or I'm trying to predict or I'm trying to force I know that I'm off path and it's just been this like honestly just this like divine channeling all of it and I have ideas and I have desires but it's it wants to come through me and I think that that can be true no matter what business or what field yeah. you're in a thousand percent and like yeah. the way that Lauren's account has blown up and her real like it's just like wild because like we're both projectors as well like we're meant to be um like recognized and seen and celebrated and like Lauren will have like thousands of comments and millions of views on her reels and it's like this I feel I'm sure it just feels so good as a projector like she's being so seen for her work but it's not like you're trying and you're not like no. look at me look at me like acknowledge me it's like um, it's just so effortless in the way that it's like all come together from my perspective anyway. Yeah. Um, I mean, I love it. All of it. Like, it's so fun. I love making the reels. I trusted from the beginning, like whatever kind of content I was 
called. It's like I had a lot of belief in this from the beginning just because it felt so good to me. And I have this like real identity of like artist. Like I think I just found the right art form for me and it was easy for me to be like, I'm going to excel at this. Um, but beyond that, it was like, even now, like I don't try to make videos that go viral. I just, from the beginning, I think my own love for it just inspired the kind of content that would do really well. And I just kind of knew what I needed to do. And it's interesting because like, there's places that I don't even try to post. Like all of my Instagram reels go through to my Facebook page, which I don't remember setting up, but apparently I did. And like last month, one of the videos got like, I don't know, 100,000 views or something. And there's like 500 people following me there. I've never once posted intentionally to my Facebook page. The same is true for a YouTube channel that I don't keep up with, but it's like, no matter what I do, there's just, there's people finding me through this. And I really think that that is this energy of like devotion, love for what I'm doing. I really love, like, I look at my pieces and I'm like, I, I love it. Like, it's so fun. I think it's beautiful. I've put so much energy into it. The whole thing is like, I mean, I've said it, it's like this offering. It's not done from a place of transaction. It's done from a place of like, I just love this and I want to share it with people. And I don't need any kind of validation. Of course, as a projector, it feels really good. Um, and I think as a human, it feels good. But it, I didn't ever, I, I was really <laughs> pumped when I had 50 followers. I was like, this is awesome. 50 people want to mm -hmm. like follow my Mandela's. How cool is that? Like there was just never any lack in it because the art form itself and the work that I get to do was so damn abundant. Yes. And I actually want to go deeper into that because like what I've really been experiencing lately and have been noticing is like, the places where we feel the most full, like fulfilled and full and whole mm -hmm. is like the most magnetic state you can be in. So when you're obviously when you're living in lack, you're talking more lack. And it's like, that's why Love and Dots has been so successful from day one is like the moment you made your first Mandela, it, it like it fulfilled you. It wasn't like you mm -hmm. were trying to get something out of it. It's like that was like filling your cup and creating peace. And like, I I think like I, all of us should strive to have a business that fills us up. I really think that manifestation is changing. It like it used to be as someone who talks about this a lot is Kyle Cease. He's a YouTuber. I love his stuff. Um, and, and he has some books, but I really think that like it, it used to be enough to like have this desire and it didn't really matter for what reason you would kind of just put this desire out there. And if you work towards it, even if it was very ego driven, you could make it happen. And the, that is still true, but in terms of the ease and also the longevity of our desires being made manifest, I think that the shift we're seeing is like, it's not enough to get things anymore for the sake of getting things. The way that I feel about Love and Dots, and I know this is something you've been talking about, Tara, is like, I, I receive so much of what I'm intending for, but it's not because I like, I did anything to try and get it. It's because it's just like a byproduct of the abundance I feel for the work that I'm doing and how I'm putting it out there. Like I will make a reel and watch it a hundred times. Cause I'm like, this was so fun. I love how it came together. Like I just, it's like an art form, you know? And I think if we can, this is why I keep saying like devotion energy, but something I've shared a lot with like clients that I had over the last year and in my new courses now is like devotion versus transaction. Like there was so much in my previous business, as much as I did love a lot of it, there was a lot that was transaction based, right? Like I will do this to get this. And I don't mm -hmm. think that like that energy is holding its power anymore because I think yeah. it's inauthentic. Right. Mm -hmm. And so how can we like come from devotion and what that really looks like is like, 
I mean, it looks different in different areas. I feel very devotional in my relationship, which really works and honestly came out of this whole period of struggle. And that's another conversation. Um, but in terms of business, it's just like really honing in on the things that you love to do and doing them first and foremost, because you love to do them and then setting intentions and allowing for those intentions to manifest. A thousand percent. And like, I can totally say like when I first started my business, both businesses, it was just purely because I loved it and I wanted to do it and it was easily so successful. And the only time it ever felt hard or heavy was when I wasn't like pure, I was doing what I thought I should do or what other people told me to do online. And I totally like lost that connection to myself. And like, that's when things felt, felt heavy and hard. And I think like, it's hard for people to trust. Like, yes, you can truly do what you genuinely love and what fills you up and have create the most beautiful abundant life that you way more abundant than you ever imagined if you're sitting like if you're in that transactional energy I completely agree because like you get you get you're like this open abundant channel there's no Mm -hmm. control it's just yeah I mean that's been that was like a big word for me in 2023 was like openness like not belief not even alignment necessarily openness Like, how can I just be more open? And I never feel more open than when I'm just like loving what I'm getting to do right in this moment. And I mean, as a, as a business coach, one of the things that I told my clients all the time is like, it works when you feel good about what you're doing. Like that's as simple as it is. And yet we're like, yeah, but it's a business and I need to work and like implement all these things that I hate the idea of, but that I think I have to do in order to be worthy of money. And it's like, you and I have both experienced so much growth when we're just having like a lot of fun. I mean, 2020 was such an abundant year. And when I look back on that, so much of it was like you and I hanging at the condo and like, you know, doing one wisdom every week on the terrace and like just having so much fun. Like that was our strategy. And then both of us moved into periods that were like, okay, what do I need to do to grow? And for both of us, like, I mean, for me, I went the opposite. I know for you, you, you just experienced like a bit of stuckness, um, Mm -hmm. periods of stuckness, but it's like, anytime we're trying to figure it out or strategize in my experience, we're not going anywhere (laughs) because it's coming from lack. (laughs) yes 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 okay and I want to talk more about that and I also want to talk about the Lauren so much stress and also she's like such an amazing person and she had didn't want to like let them down and so she definitely Mm -hmm. kept everyone on far longer than she should have and I was like Lauren you have to let people go (laughs) (laughs) and um and like the pressure that was on you was like insane. Like I get anxiety. Yeah. So how did you move through all of that pressure and anxiety and stress that you underwent? Yeah. Well, oh my gosh. I, yeah. Like when I look back, it's still like, I'm sure there's still like work in my body because that was just one example of like all of the stress that I was carrying every single day. Um, but I would say, like, I used to always say about manifestation, and I still 100% believe it, that it's not as simple as, like, turning off your thoughts, these thoughts, and turning on these ones, because we are literally programmed for certain thoughts and emotions, Um, and I feel like I really experienced what it's like to be in a lot of programmed resistance, both in the body and in the mind, that, like, sure, you can have little breakthroughs and you can say affirmations and it might offer like a little bit of, of help or, or even like a couple days where you feel better. But if you're not doing like 
if you're in that kind of resistance or your nervous system is super hyperactive, um, you have to do the work to actually like teach it safety again. So I feel like that's, I, I had that awareness and I really started like practicing, like you are safe, you're physically safe, no matter what the external reality is, like you're not going to end up homeless no matter what. <laughs> um, and I just over the last like year, year and a half really started to teach my body a feeling of like well-being again and my nervous system the ability to switch into safety and that has really really served me in growing this business because there's been a lot that felt just very out of my comfort zone at times but i could quickly turn into like it's okay you're safe no matter what you know and like launching this print shop there's like a million things that terrify me and i've just been really able to be like no matter what you're safe it's all good you can trust this you can allow for things to work out for you and they will continue to um but i that's i think my takeaway from all of that is it's something that it, it's not like a mindset practice necessarily. It's an awareness of like, I'm mm -hmm. having thoughts of anxiety today. Can I practice just showing my body safety in this moment? Because it thinks that we're in physical danger and I just need to remind it that we're not. And it's, I mean, it's like inner child work over time, you get more and more able to just not go into like the thought spirals that can otherwise be all encompassing. <laughs> yeah. And I, I've been really lately and like I think that it's not the thoughts that are bad or the emotions that are bad or the beliefs or any of it that's bad it's like mm -hmm. the story that we tell about yeah. it that creates this whole thing and it's like you could have a bad thought pass by your awareness and not identify with it and just be like oh there's a thought like oh my body's experiencing some anxiety I'm gonna breathe I'm gonna release but it's like but what we do is like, oh my God, I'm anxious. Oh my God, I don't have enough money. Oh my God, I can't pay my bills. Oh my God, I'm going to be homeless. Oh, I can't afford groceries. Groceries are so expensive. How am I ever going to live? My business is failing. It's like we literally <laughs> like to like spiral when really what's actually happening is you're sitting in your warm internet and power and water. And like, <laughs> it's like we have to come back to the present moment of like what is actually real in this moment, not the story we have about it. And it's like, I just... I just see this so much in myself too, where I spiral and I'm like, okay, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's reel it back here. What's actually happening in this, this exact moment. I'm sitting in a warm home with my, with my beautiful baby and husband, like everything is okay. And it's like, it's our mind creating the stories. That's the problem. And, and I totally agree with what Lauren said. Like I used to be so obsessed with like changing my thoughts and changing my limiting beliefs and tapping on them. And like, <laughs> oh my God, I'm mad to us and affirmations. And I'm like, oh my God, I just, it's like literally not even about that. It's about just noticing that there's a thought and not identifying with it. And like, like Lauren said, rising above, like, it's so powerful. Yeah. It's, um, it's the difference between I am the thought versus I have this thought. Like I am anxious and that's bad for all these reasons versus like I have some anxiety today or there's some anxiety present today and that's okay because I'm a human being with human emotions. Like, and just like kind of stopping the story there because that was something like, I believed in so much was that like our every thought and emotion created our reality. And so I had this like, you know, one month that didn't go to plan and it could have really just ended there. And I see why it wasn't meant to. And I was supposed to like, you know, be redirected. But if ever that happened again, where like things went like totally upside down and I was freaking out, 
it would be, it wouldn't spiral the way that it did. It wouldn't turn into like two years worth of scarcity <laughs> because I would be aware of the fact that there are thoughts there and emotions there and that's okay. And my only job is to be aware of the fact that they're there, not assign them or give them so much power, not identify as being them, but just rather realize that I have them. Yeah. Yeah. It's not the, it's not the negative thoughts. It's the stories that we fixate on and identify them mm-hmm. and then create them as truth in our reality. So if you can just remove like have that awareness oh my god I have just been like practicing this so much and I feel like I've like undergone like a next level awakening and I'm like I'm a dick feeling of being above my thoughts and just being able to like oh that's so funny like I'm thinking that and like I'm gonna come back to the present moment and I'm like oh it's like true power because no matter what is going on around you it doesn't matter like you can unlock peace you can unlock happiness you can unlock like feelings of abundance you can you can experience everything you desire to experience no matter what is going on around you and like from that place you can create whatever you want because you're not identifying with all all these thoughts it really is a practice too like it's a conditioning I think like when I started with this awareness I would like it was in the middle of like the biggest part of the struggle I would say and I would I just, I've told Tara this story before and used it as an, as an example before, but I would like go and get myself a breakfast bagel and I would just sit there and be like, in this breakfast bagel, there is well-being and there is safety. Like just being really, really present that in that moment. And I started to view like every moment that I could find some well-being or regulate my nervous system as a win because it was like, I, yeah. I really see it as like, if you're going to run a marathon you're not mad if you go from sitting on the couch for however long, maybe your whole life to not being able to do it the very next day. You understand that it's something that you have to, like you start with, you know, walking a a mile or walking a kilometer. And then a few weeks after that, maybe you up that to two and like over time it becomes something that you're able to do because you've conditioned your body for that. And it's the same thing with nervous system work, with emotional work. And so if you have been like really activated or really dysregulated for a long time, it starts with really small things. Like there is safety in your like morning cup of coffee. There is safety when you lie down in bed at night. And if you can just start to like, I really started very small and that's, I think has been like one of the biggest things that has um, that I've really noticed this past year, especially is like, even in the last like four or five months, I started this collection all about like the first piece was all about reclaiming my faith. And to me, my faith was this ability to tune into like, everything's always working out for me. I trust, I believe. And I just really started to like reprogram that into my body. And I've in the last few months, like actually really felt like my old self for the first time in two years. But I, but I understand that it's like something you condition your mind and body for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's a lifelong practice. Like it's not mm-hmm. like you have that awareness and then you're good. And like you, every, every moment that you can, you need to come back and notice like, where is my mind trying to take me away? And like, can I come back to this moment and find safety and find well-being? And like, I love the term well-being. Like there's a never ending stream of like well-being as Abraham Hicks would say that we just need to like get into, but too often we're too, I'm not recognizing that there's like this we're safe and we're good and, and everything's okay in this moment, but we're, we're creating like these doom and gloom scenarios in our mind anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so tell us about like when you first picked up Mandela and what has kind of happened from there. Yeah. So it was uh, December of 2022. So just over a year ago. Um, and I really like, 
I'd really like made the decision to practice a feeling of like, I'm open to suggestion. Like I, I, I've been like continuously launching courses and they would get, you know, one to three people in them. And that would like kind of barely, but not really cover my bills for the month. Like that had been, you know, ongoing for quite some time where like at the end of the month would come and I'd be lucky if like I could actually cover everything. Um, and even after like way scaling back my expenses, it's like, I was still attuned to not quite enough or just barely enough. And it didn't really matter what my expenses were. That was still my experience at the end of the month. It's just like my income fluctuated to meet me at like not nearly enough. So anyways, and I just was like, okay, maybe this business isn't actually what I'm supposed to do. Like I am just open universe. And I mean, this is how my business, my coaching business originally blew up was I became really open. I started like intending for clarity. And then I had the idea for Lash Boss Academy, um, which was like my first big online course. Um, there's been a whole bunch of experiences in my life where I just kind of like got fed up, opened myself up to suggestion, and then things came through. And that's what happened here. I just got fed up. I became open to suggestion. And then I came across this video on Instagram. I'd actually seen it a couple times before. Um, but for some reason in December of, of last year, two years ago now, it just hit me. And it was this woman, she's in, uh, I think she's in Brazil and she was painting this Mandela. And I just was so enthralled with the video and heard like what it became. I just thought it was absolutely beautiful. And for some reason, like it took me seeing it three or four times before I went, I could do that. Like <laughs> I really had been wanting you know, just something to like feel good about, you know, I needed something like a pastime, a, a hobby. And so that day I bought, you know, a very small amount of art supplies to get started. Um, and my first one was like pretty awful, but I knew that I would, <laughs> I would get, I knew I'd get better quickly because of my art background. And I just think I immediately saw potential in it. Um, and Tara, uh, you were the first one to be like, like, I wasn't even a month in and you were like, this is it. This is what you need to do. Just like get your first course out. And meanwhile, I'm like a month into doing this myself, but I was an art, <laughs> I was an art teacher. So I feel like I was able to, you know, start teaching it to other people a lot faster than probably most people would. Um, and yeah, so in the beginning, I just was like learning myself. I was posting. I think it took me five months to get to a thousand followers on Instagram, but it was all fun. Like I was just like, this is so fun. Like I really believed in, I still, I'm like, this will have hundreds of thousands of followers. And I felt that way when I had like a hundred, like I just, I don't know. There was just this, like, it just, all of it felt so good to me. It wasn't attachment or force. It was just like this knowingness within me. Um, and I launched my first course back in May and I think I sold like $1,500 worth, like nothing crazy, but um, and then I launched another one in, in August. I had a video go really like pretty viral in um, August, September. That brought me like, I went from like 8,000 to 30,000 followers inside of like five or six weeks or something like that. Um, and it's just been kind of like growing since then. Mm -hmm. I launched my third course last month. I've been working really, really hard at getting these like fine art prints out. That's been like a whole other journey in terms of what I've had to learn to like build this Shopify and this like e-commerce yeah. business. Um, and yeah, last month was the first month that like, I mean, it's been my full-time income for the last like three months, but last month, like, uh, in December did over, uh, it was around like $11,000, I think in just course sales. So now I'm like opening up other income avenues. Um, but I know how quickly like 
10K, I always said to my clients, like, get yourself to a 10K month and you can go anywhere from there because you have products that people like. You have a system that obviously works. You've done like the, you know, the hard part of getting it started. Mm-hmm. I love that. Oh, yeah. It's been so just amazing to see it all unfold. And like, what would you say is like, from everything you've learned in the past few years, like what are the top three things that you would like take away and tell people are, are really changed the game for you? I feel like, um, I'm really not coming from any ego anymore. Like my old business without really realizing it, there was a lot of like needing to prove. And I, I really had to, I was stripped away of stripped, like from all of my inauthenticities, which we all have. I think we often don't realize, like, I just, I have big desires for this, but there's, if I never became a millionaire or anything close to it, like, I don't care anymore because so much of that desire was for the wrong reasons that I didn't recognize. So I think it's like, it's really important to look at like, where are we desiring things from? Do I have a desire to prove things to people? Because if so, there's something within me that's like, the desire is inauthentic and it's, the drive behind it is going to be, it's not really going to last because it's, Mm -hmm. yeah. So that would be the first thing. It's just like, actually, it's okay if you have desires for ego, slightly egoic reasons. So many of them are, but I think just get curious about like, why do I think I need X in order to feel like enough? So that would be like the first thing is like, at this point, my goals, I can honestly say I don't, I give two shits about proving a damn thing or trying to make a certain amount of money or anything like that. So that'd be my first one. Um, The second one, I think I really have like loosened the reins. I'm not, there's no, like I am manifesting, but it's very like open. Like it's, it's just like, I have these intentions and I kind of put them out there and then I paint and I allow for things to just like come like even in August, right before that video went viral, I remember saying to you, like, I know there's things I could potentially do to maybe make my videos go more viral, but I don't desire to try and control any of this. Like, I just believe that if I am supposed to have viral videos, that I'll be guided to make the one that will, or the ones that will. And like the very next video I put out went viral. And so it's just like, it's way more allowing. It's like, I just, all of it is like this channel, this thing that wants to come through me. I really believe that. Um, Mm -hmm. Because I, it's art, but it's to me, like the Mandela is very spiritual. I really infuse these pieces with just like a lot of intention and energy. Like, I think that it's so funny because I'm helping people with the same work I always was, but in a very different way. Like it's way more, I don't know. Like, anyways, this is just like divine work that wants to come through me. My only job is to allow it and to like show up in devotion for the mission that I honestly feel that I've been given. And I will, of course, will be taken care of in that, in that process. And then three, um, yeah, find the thing that you can be really devotional about because it makes everything so much easier. (laughs) Yeah. I love that so much. And like, Oh, I, and I just believe all this to be so true. Like when we're in a state of open and allowing, I believe have the ego running the show, the mind running the show. And we, we have everything we could have ever wanted and more. It's like Abraham Hicks and the vortex. It's like when you're in that open, allowing, loving what you do, just finding so much satisfaction in this now moment journey, like you are fucking unstoppable. Everything flows to you. It's easy. It's fun. It's like, just it's magical like and that's what I'm here for like I feel like I feel like both of us really got into manifestation and then 
and then started to really control it and or I did anyway oh yeah (laughs) the more yeah the more I tried to control the less it worked and then the less it worked the more I wanted to control and the less I thought I knew and oh my god it's like a fuck is like a horrible vicious cycle and now I'm just like I don't care if I say never get all these things that I thought I wanted I will happily sacrifice that for been feeling lately from just being in an open state of allowing and not identifying with my mind. I've never felt so happy and free. And it's like, that's what I always wanted. And I do believe that from that place, the ideas, the opportunities, everything is just going to flow to me in, in a way that I never, that you don't have to try. You don't have to sit and meditate and journal and sing and like, Although there's room for those practices if you love them. Like I was talking to Lauren about this yesterday. I don't know if I'm going on a tangent, but like how how like all the practices have started to feel like a diet. And it's like how I used to, and it's like a diet's work if you stick to them and if you believe in them. And like, yeah, like I totally believe like people who love visualization and do it every day, of course it works for them. But I um I don't want to do that anymore. I want like the dream body of manifest where I know the universe is trying to give me everything I've ever I've ever wanted, just like I believe my body is always trying to make its way to the most leanest, healthiest version of me. Yeah. And and it's that it's like the work is yeah, can you hear me? The work is looking at the parts yeah. of yourself that don't want to get out of the way like the attachment the need to control the lack of safety that's like what the work is like i haven't really done a lot of mindset work this past year other than just sort of it's the it's the moment by moment awareness of like something's here what do i what part of me thinks this should be different can i let that go can i sort of rise above these thoughts rather than identifying as them like that's the entirety of it from there it's like oh sure i'll have an intention like my next goal is like 50,000 people on instagram it's very light. It's very like, I put that out into the universe. I'm going to just paint and like, it'll happen when it happens. Like that's, I'm not visualizing. I don't have a vision board anywhere that pictures that, but not that there's anything wrong with that. It's just like, I think the thing that I honestly can say, I feel so grateful for other than the fact that like, I love to paint and like, I was always like the girl with a sketchbook and like, I just, I've always been like the little artist, like I could do this forever easily. Um, But it's more that like this to me is so sustainable because I didn't do anything to try and like, it's just been allowed for. It feels, it's like I half the time I'll go weeks without even showing my face on my Instagram. It's just me painting. It's like, I really allowed for it to feel only the way that sustainable business uh, business would feel for me in terms of like, just, yeah, just allowing, just not trying to be or do anything that didn't come easily to me that day. And sometimes I feel really like inspired to show up and be more vocal and active. And other times I'm like, I'm going to be a recluse and just like sit behind my paintbrush (laughs) and like that, I, that gets to be enough. And so I feel this like next chapter, because I really have worked to like build this last year, but it's all been in, um, devotion to this vision of like, it's just so easy. Like the next chapter is like, and it already is. I mean, me painting and putting videos out there, all of which feels really easy and effortless brings in passive course sales. Like the way that I'm making money now is like so drastically different than anything I've done in the past where it's just like, I'm just sitting here painting and people want to learn how to do what I do. And I have courses available for them. And they're really like, pretty affordable courses. Like most of them are less than a hundred dollars. Um, so it's, it's just, I don't know. It's so easy. Like I'm like, I never would have, I thought I wanted this million dollar coaching business with a team and like 
all this crazy stuff going on. And I look at that now and I'm like, oh my God, that is my worst nightmare. Like I want to <laughs> sit in a dark room, probably not a dark room, but like a room somewhere and like listen to my podcast and paint and have people passively buy hundred dollar courses from me, like heaven. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Just give yeah. me that. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, yeah. So much. Yeah. Oh, well, and it's exciting because so like, now, like I'm 35, like life was so different when I was 31. I thought I wanted this big, like Instagram fancy life. And now I'm like, Eric and I literally talk about like living on a like piece of property and with chickens and like growing our own food. <laughs> like me? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like that's what I want. Just like peace and solace. I used to look at like $4 million penthouses in Toronto and be like, oh, this one has a three car garage for all of my different Mercedes. And I'm like, Ugh, I have <laughs> no desire for any of that. I just want life to feel easy and creative and fun. And like, I think my perspectives on what has what matters has really changed. Like I met Eric throughout all of this and that just like brought with it so much of what I'd always actually wanted, which was like, you know, just like just joy throughout the day and being with my person and the life that we're building together. And that life looks very different than I assumed it was going to back when I was single. Mm hmm. Yeah, you've definitely undergone an entire life transformation. So if anyone is in the thick of it and you're like, oh my God, like you're feeling lost or uncertain or confused, like, is there some extra advice you'd have for them? I would say like we can get so caught up in the stuckness and tell stories of it and identify with it. Mm -hmm. And I think stuckness is just our inability to open ourselves up to a solution, like to the way forward because we have mm -hmm. like blinders on. So the other thing is I'd say about it is like, the struggle is of great service, like, because we don't grow that much in ease <laughs> or at all. We grow yeah. in times yeah, we'll of yeah. resistance where, yeah, where like, like, I feel like I'm able to just get out of the way of all of this happening in the last year because not that much phases me anymore. Or like, I don't like, I can quickly get my own emotions out of the way at this point. And that happened because I was forced to learn it. So if we can like embrace the learning that comes with hard times, and then if you are in a period of struggle or stuckness, open yourself up. Like the universe is screaming solutions at us. I had said, like I, I came across that girl's <laughs> yeah. video months and months before and potentially oh. would have happened. Yeah. I just, I just didn't, I was like, oh, that's pretty, but like I'm launching this course and it's going to change my whole life. Like I was too, you know, I was, I was like blind to see it. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, there is solutions, there's ways forward, but we have to accept that and open ourselves up to it and stop like trying to control how things move forward. Yeah. Honestly, I feel like that's so powerful because the moment we let go of how we think it should be and how it should look, we open ourselves up to a way of it being, this is exactly how I feel with like dieting and dream body. Like I thought I had to control and diet and exercise right. and force and push and own a gym and be in nutrition things. And the moment I let go of all of that conditioning and I was like, I don't want to do that for the rest of my life. Like I just want it to be easy. I just want to be a thin person who eats whatever she wants. Like, yeah. That. And it's like the universe is like, yep, you sure can. Else it's like, there's a way that we have no idea that is so much better than we ever imagined. And like, oh, I'm excited about that. Well, <laughs> and you've always said, like, I accepted that my body wanted to thrive. 
right? Like it wasn't yeah. something I yeah. had to try and convince my body up. Of course it wants to thrive. And I feel that same way about, especially businesses that are really like soul fed. Like we really feel like we're doing the thing we're meant to be doing, or at least the thing we're meant to be doing right now. And that can look a million different ways. Um, except that like that, I really believe like this work, this art, obviously it's being seen by people that I'm not, it's being posted to platforms. I don't even realize it's being posted to and people are seeing it there like it obviously desperately desires to be out in the world it's almost irrelevant the role that I it, okay it's not irrelevant the role I play but it's like I'm I always heard Amanda Francis say the the um business is its own car it's got its own engine I'm the one feeding it gas but I'm not like the I'm not the mm -hmm. engine like you know, actually driving the car, I'm just giving it gas. It's driving itself. I'm allowing for that to happen. And that's how things um, feel to me is like accepting that the relationship wants to thrive. The body wants to feel amazing. The business wants to be out there and helping people. Of course, for that to be possible, you have to build a business that really does help people and wasn't built from a space of like, just trying to get money, which I don't think anyone listening to this could categorize themselves into that. But yeah. 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 And I believe like, I've really started to see it in this way of like the universe it's like how I feel about Jaden. I want to give Jaden every single thing in the world. I love him more than anything, even when he's like tantruming and being a psychopath. Um, <laughs> I want to give him the entire world and for him to experience the best possible life. And it's like the universe wants that for us. And meanwhile, we're over here in our minds having temper, like having meltdowns and tantrums and thinking like the world is ending. And it's like, it's like, I'm trying to give you everything you want. Like, just like allow right. me. I feel like I'm constantly trying to love on Jaden. He's like, no, get away from me. Like, oh, <laughs> that's what I did in the universe. But you know, it's fun. I think though that that um, analogy also works when we, not to compare my business with your child, because obviously <laughs> there's not a comparison, <laughs> but I, that, that's like the devotional energy I'm speaking of is like, it, I mean, you would probably say the same thing about your body mm -hmm. is like, you want to give it everything that it needs and that it's asking for, not because you're trying to get something in return, right? Like you love on JJ, yeah. not because you're like, I want your love. So I'll, I'll like, it. there is no alternate yeah. agenda other than your desire for him to be happy and thrive. And if we could yeah. view the other areas of our lives and our businesses from that space, like that's the devotional energy. But I think again, for that to be possible, you have to really love what you do or else you're not like, I honestly care about every single dot that is on one of these Mandela's because I <laughs> want them to be like as beautiful as they can be. It's not a perfectionist mindset. It's just like, it's a devotional one. And, um, but yeah, if before, like, I mean, there was a lot that I was devotional about in my business, but there was a lot that was like, I'm doing this thing quickly because like, I need to make money this month. And, um, mm. it just didn't, it, it's like, you're not going to put all the energy you possibly can into something and make it as beautiful as possible. If you don't, if you're just doing it because you think someone's going to pay you for it. Oh, that is so good. And I've definitely caught up in that before and more so from like this place of thinking like, I have to give people more and more and more. And, and I would be like pushing myself like inside the membership to just like pump out content because I, people need, people want more. And it's like, actually, so one of my clients said to me, they're like, we don't want more content. We just want more. <laughs> and I was like, 
Yeah. <laughs> like, you mean? So, like, we just love you and your energy. And when you're just pumping it out because you think, like, I was just, like, being, like, a, like a marcher, almost, like, if I was a mom and just giving everything without even, like, taking care of myself, like, that's not the vibe. Like, it's, like, like yeah. said, it's this loving, devotional energy that you don't have to, well, like, you don't have to sacrifice yourself. Well, you know what's so interesting about that is that in when I say devotion, I actually really don't overgive with Love and Dots. My courses are very like there there's lots of value in them, but I don't share like free tips hardly ever. I don't have tons of free content for people to go and listen to. Like the the service is just sharing the art with the world. Like that's it. I I from there, if you want to learn something from me, it's inside of a paid, there's a there's a course of some kind. So it is all very devotional. And that doesn't mean that I'm just giving myself or the art away ever. In fact, yeah. I really feel that it 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 deserves to be like you can watch the art and you can enjoy it. And that's, you know, that's all done very cleanly and very devotionally. But from there, like people ask all the time about my palettes and I have a course. You can buy the course. The palettes are inside. I don't ever give them away for free because I don't feel that I, it, that actually feels like it disrespects a little bit the work that I've put into making the palette. It deserves to be accessed by those that, you know, want, it's not a big paywall. Like these are pretty affordable courses. So the devotional thing is not give, 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 and hope to feel like enough totally. that's coming from scarcity. The devotional thing actually really recognizes its worth. It's like in a relationship, I'm very devotional to my boyfriend. That doesn't mean I'm just like, you know, being a puppy dog or giving my giving love everything. constantly yes. to, yeah, no, it's not, it's not that it's like, I love him because he, I want to love him, but I am not like, I'm not sacrificing any part of myself in order to be able to do that. I think that's the difference. Yeah, I resonate with that so much. Yeah, it's like the difference between conditional love versus like, oh, I'm going to I'm gonna love you and I'm going to over deliver yeah. everything so that you love me back. No, no, no. That's not, not devotion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think devotion yeah, can probably yeah, come across as like, yeah, devotion can probably come across as like, it actually sounds like you're just giving yourself away, but that's actually um, the opposite. That is scarcity driven, like it's trying to feel like enough, I trying got, to feel, yeah. yeah. No, devotion comes from like total worthiness, in my opinion, like accepting mm -hmm. that it is enough yeah. and you're going to pour everything into and, it. And you're doing it, doing it to get, you're doing it because you love it and you're devoted to the practice because it brings you so much joy. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. I love it. Okay. Thank you so much for coming on today and sharing. And I'm sure this is Thank you. So many people. Yeah. No, I was just going to say that um, I've done a lot of podcast episodes, but this was the first as an artist, which felt really just fun and inviting to me. And also um, Tara is was like, you know, the best friend through all of this, but also the person that from the beginning, because even though I believed in Love and Dots, I was, so, I was still so like just struck down and exhausted that it really like played a big role early on for someone with an outside view because I was so tainted from so much like hardship from the last couple of years that it was hard for me to believe that anything could work, even though I did believe in this. Um, so I just want to take the opportunity to say thank you to you for like just championing it, championing, I can't say that word, but like cheering me on from the very beginning when I really needed it. And even like the last a few days ago, I launched the print shop and Tara right away was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, I'm so excited for you. Like you were just like, you know, the person above anybody else. <laughs> 
I literally, she sent me a picture of her crying and like, I really needed that and I've always needed it. And like, I hope for everyone that they have a friend like Tara. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, honestly, (laughs) I have all seen this and I like, I feel like I know Lauren like very well. And like, it's so funny because like, it's such an amazing friendship that we've created, even though like we've hung out in person, like, I don't know, not that many times, (laughs) like, like, like compared to the day to day where we live across the country from each other. But like, Lauren's my best friend. And like, I'm so grateful for our friendship. And I've just like, seen I knew I started to see how your business just like wasn't you anymore. And like, but I also wanted to like cling to it for you. You know, it's like this thing that we built together alongside each other. And, mm-hmm. and But like seeing this, I'm just like, oh my God, like the Mandela journey, like this is how it's supposed to feel. And it's so inspiring to me as well. And I just yeah. love it. And um, I'll link the print shop Lauren has. Do you still have your special going on right now? Yeah, it'll go on for like a good chunk of January, I would say. Okay, yeah. So you can buy prints on canvas or paper and they're beautiful. And you guys have probably seen the Mandela that Lauren painted for me and Trevor in our living room. And um, soon she'll be selling her collection. And yeah, so excited. Yep. I'll post your Insta and everything. Although I'm sure everybody's already following you. because. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Tara and everyone else. I love you. <laughs>